Oh, yeah. Is this thing on? Not yet. Where did I park? Where did I park? Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park? I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. All right. Thank you to everybody who joined in last week. Uh, I'm happy to report that everybody is feeling better. The plague is over. Um, everybody got it. We had to outsource our help for one or two days last week while Drew was recovering and who stepped in my sister and she ended up getting the plague too. So sorry about that, but also glad to have you here. I guess I'll bring my sister on this week since she's here and it's the holidays and we can talk about holiday stuff. So hello, sister. Hello, brother. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. Did you have a good Christmas? Uh, I had a great Christmas. What did you get me? I forgot. What did I get you? Uh, Cash money? And cream, cashews, everything around me. Yes. And I said, spend it on yourself. Oh, you did say that. I meant it too. I'll think about it. I don't know if it's just me, but I didn't see a lot of Christmas stuff on, like for the whole month. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I was watching Star Wars and Harry Potter and other things, but it's usually a huge rush leading up to it. And I didn't see anything until today, like with the Christmas story and all that stuff. Well, did you did you watch the Hallmark Channel? No. The, if you watched the Hallmark Channel, then you would have seen all Christmas all the time. Oh. Yeah, that's where you missed it. Oh well. You're welcome. I will. I will do better on that next time. I still want to um, catch that movie on Disney Plus that you guys have. Um, I'm not I'm watching watch, that. I'm gonna watch that tonight. You're gonna go to sleep tonight. You're probably right. Um. Well, what did you like? the best about Christmas today? Um, definitely watching the kids light up um, as they open their gifts and uh, just kind of seeing the, the transference of uh, responsibility of like uh, the gift opening from our parents looking at us, watching us open gifts and then watching them open gifts and helping Drew open his gifts even though he didn't care about it. He just wanted to eat the paper. Right. Um, and then realizing that, oh, I hadn't opened anything of my own because uh, I was so busy watching the kids and recording the kids. So, um, Did that, you also mention that you wrapped your own gifts for yourself and put them under the tree? I didn't wrap those. They look like they were wrapped by you. No, those were wra- dad wrapped those. I've never seen dad wrap that well. Um, well, you know. Well, that kind of is like when mom used to write to Chris from Santa. <laughs> In her handwriting. <laughs> yeah, so. Or I was telling uh, Stephanie the year mom asked me to wrap some gifts in her closet. <clears throat> she asked me to go upstairs to her closet and grab some gifts to wrap. And so um, I wrapped them meticulously. And I said, okay, mom, who who, who are these for? She's like, uh, Ashley. I said, for me? She's like, yeah. And she just smiled and continued cooking the greens or whatever she's baking. So, yeah, I wrapped my own gifts that year. 
I think sometimes it's it's just too much, but I don't know why you just wouldn't stop rapping and just start handing them out. Yeah, just handing out boxes. That'd be easier, and it'd be less trash, less uh, it's time consuming. Yeah, and I think we were, I mean we were at the point where it it didn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean we were. I think you and I were both teenagers. Right. And I used to rap with comics, and if I had comics or newspaper, I still would, but I try to evolve. But I messed up this year because I only had half halves of wrapping paper. So, I don't know. I just can't win. I think I'm going to just start giving out boxes, especially with uh, how much I had to recycle today anyway. I think it's a better plan. That's crazy. But I'm glad you came. Happy Christmas. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. It's always, um, that was refreshing to be around family um the kids make me tired i can't even lie like they've been a lot this year they've been a lot like i just yeah 5 15 wake ups like i'm not here for that but uh you know they're it still just does something to me uh positively make me feel really good to be around family around them and you know just to, to feel the love it's it's great that's good i think the good thing about it is uh, everybody is still able to enjoy everything and we open most of the gifts and they're still at the age where things are happy and, and fun. They don't have to wake up at 4.30 like we did uh, with the pressure to open gifts, um, eat a hearty breakfast and get to church. So I think it all works out, but I think everybody had a good time. Yeah, definitely had a good time. And I also enjoyed preparing a delicious meal for my family on today. Oh, that was that was you, huh? Yeah, yeah, I did that. Well, you've come a long way from when you burned rice. Yeah, yeah I burned rice. We've all grown. We've all and, grown. And we appreciate it. Thank God for deliverance. Yes, deliverance. <laughs> so you'll be here um, today and tomorrow, and then you'll have to get back to Raleigh, where you live, for what? Uh, I am going to the orthodontist. Uh huh. That's mm-hmm. not what I thought you yeah, would say, yeah, but yeah. I'm happy you get your teeth fixed. Will you be doing anything that evening? Yes, actually, on Friday, December 27th at 8 p.m., uh, I, along with my other teammates from the United Nations of Comedy, will be showcasing our comedic talents at Emerge in downtown Raleigh, 300 South McDowell Street. Uh, show starts at 8. Um, doors open at 7.30 tickets can be purchased online if you just Google Emerge Raleigh it'll come up click on that look for that event on the 27th you can come see us we also uh, entries at the door 7 bucks for a whole bunch of comics help break up some of this monotony between the holidays Um, we're going to have a good time a good time shall be had by all so I guess I should get this episode out in enough time for that to matter asapsually Oh, we should have done this earlier. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Anyways, so you're a comedian now. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. It kind of turned into a thing. Uh, be about two and a half years ago, two-ish, two and a half years ago, uh, I decided I was going to do stand-up. Um, for a long time, my friends would say, Ashley, you're so funny, you should do stand-up. And I, I didn't. You know, I was just like, okay. So one day I decided I was going to enter a comedy competition because... That is exactly how you start doing stand-up, um, except no. Um, but that was fun, and I enjoyed it, so I ended up taking another class. 
and connected with some people, um, other local comics. And um, I've been able to uh, be part of a few showcases. I do some open mics here and there. Um, I'm also involved in improv. I'm a member of a group called Patchwork Improv in Rome or in Rome. And um, so yeah, it's just been, it's been fun. I've made some really good connections. I've um, had some pretty neat experiences that I don't think I probably would have had had I not gone this path. Um, everybody asked me kind of what do I want to do with it and I don't really know just yet. I'm just kind of enjoying having something fun to do, something like an outlet, um, some way to express my creativity and um, saying and doing things that might be strange in the normal world and then not be strange because um, by day I'm a project manager. So by night I am a stand-up comic and an imp- improviser. So would you say this is still more of a hobby or is it turned into a hustle yet? Uh, it's still hobbyish. Um, however, the more I do and the more I expose myself, the more it becomes hustleish. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. So it would be cool to to have it be like a legitimate, you know, hey, I can really kind of do something with this. But um, before I do that, I'd really like to sit down and make a, a master plan. Or have an idea or even almost just like if you had a standard you no know, nine to five job you'd have a career path so this is kind of the same thing um i never expected it to be anything so i hadn't really even you know laid anything out hmm. excuse me but now now that it's kind of a thing it's something that i'm looking at like this would be really cool or it'd be neat to work with this person or it'd be neat to be a part of this event etc etc so so how do you figure out that process? Is there, I know you've been to classes already. Do you just work within that class or group or do you have to like go work different circuits or I guess what's, what's the next steps for you? Still all figuring that out. But one of the things that uh, I've learned is very important is networking just with any other industry or um, field, you know, you want to, sometimes it's about who you know. Um, Mm -hmm. and even if it's not about, you know, I know this person, so I'm getting on a show. Um, you know, I know this person, so I can meet with this next person or, you know, I'm visible here. Um, cause visibility is important. That's why a lot of, a lot of comics, including myself, don't necessarily love open mics because sometimes you're at the mic with 15 other comics and that's it. And sometimes it's a room full of people, but you never know who's there, who's listening who you're connected to. And so it's important to expose yourself. So that's one of the things in 2020, new year, new me, that I want to work on is exposing myself a little more. Not physically. I'm not going to be taking my clothes off. Don't get excited, folks. Um, However, I I want to just really kind of put myself out there. Step away from or step out of being only in Raleigh. There's, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there are other cities in North Carolina. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to do a show in Charlotte. Oh, I've heard of that place. Yeah. It's another city in North Carolina. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so being that I was like, oh, cool, another city. That was fun. It was a different group of people, people who may have never seen me before. So realizing that I need to expose myself more is one of the things that I've been working on. Um, so yeah, that's my plan for the next year. Just kind of get out there, 
uh, maybe some mental festival, you know, do something. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make a list, like I said, bucket list or, you know, goals, vision board, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call your, this is what I'm going to do list for this year. Um, I'm going to do that for comedy cool. because I hadn't done that before. And so I want to see where it can take me. That sounds pretty cool. So do you think the class has helped you to get out there or do you think it's kind of kept you in a, a localized environment and kind of kept you in a group mindset? Uh, no, the class itself, like the, the classes I've taken have been very helpful mm-hmm. simply because I, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. When I look back at my first set that I did, I'm, I'm so, I pick it apart so badly. Like I critique it, you know, all the way down from the way that I placed, you know, the mic stand and the way I was using the stage versus what I've learned um, in classes and, and through other people, mentorship and things like that. Um, Man, just even just looking at the the way that I was the first time versus how I am now, mm-hmm. um, it's it's helpful. Uh, so learning the fundamentals of stand up, um, you can read a book, um, and that's great. There are books out there that help you. You can go to the YouTube because everything's on the YouTube. Um, but also having somewhere someone who's physically looking at you and saying, "Hey, if you do this, do this." Or this is how you use the stage or, you know, don't, don't hold on to the mic or whatever the, the proper etiquette for standup is. And then when you also, it helps to connect with people because it helps with, for me, it helps writing with my writing. Um, I have a group of people that we kind of hang out with and we're, because we become so comfortable with each, with each other. We're constantly bouncing ideas off of each other. We're constantly riffing off each other. And um, sometimes even when we get together, we have to uh, remember our purpose because we get together and we get silly. Um, so it's fun. When you say words like riffing, that means you know you're serious. So ah, I am serious. Well, that's cool. I'm also cute. <laughs> okay, cool. That's important. I guess. Well, we look alike, so uh, that's yeah. weird. So, how has that uh, helped evolve your process now that you kind of pick apart things? Are you still in a kind of get your reps in mode or are you starting to slowly shift into like a growth time to get bigger type of situation? It's always get your reps. Like there's, there's always room for growth. I don't, I definitely feel like I'm still getting my reps, but I'm also uh, like you can see my muscle building, mm-hmm. um, my comedic muscle, not my regular muscle, because I don't have muscles. We all have muscles. Big uh, dummy. I don't have bulging biceps. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, but my, I definitely can see my comedic muscle building. Um, but it's it's definitely all about growth and um, excuse me, all about building and reps and getting out there. Um, talking to other comics, they're the same way. They're critiquing themselves. Mm-hmm. I was at a, a mic the other day, and it was funny to watch people come off stage after they did new stuff. And they, you could look at them and say, they were looking like, man, that didn't hit. Like, oh, man, that hit. Mm-hmm. Um, or like one of my comedy buddies, after her set, she's like, how did that do? She's like, it was new material. How did it sound? I was like, it was good. She's like, it was good. You liked it. So, you know, we all are 
conscious about it. Um, we're all trying to do better to build stronger material because it's about getting the laughs. We want to get the laughs. That's that's what we do. That's fair. And in getting the laughs, do you feel like you're competing or on the same lane or in the same page as the people who have been made famous by like social media or the people who are quote unquote out there already who um, their reps are more visible? Do you feel like you're in competition with them or you're trying to get to their level? I don't feel like I'm in competition with them because um, I don't think we're running the same race. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it was something where I was aiming to be exposed or not exposed, but if I was aiming for that, like, you know, social media comedians, if I was aiming for something like that, if I was aiming to be seen like that, Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like I could compare us. However, I'm, I'm not at that point yet. Do I think I'm funnier than other people? Absolutely. I'm hilarious. I'm amazing. Um, there are so many other words I could use to describe myself. Um, I could keep going. Do you want me to keep going? Sure. I'm hilarious. Amazing. I'm funny. I'm sensitive. I'm caring. I'm beautiful. I'm wonderful. I'm amazing. Did I mention amazing? Twice. Pretty awesome. Uh, I'm smart. I got many smarts. I'm intelligent. I'm an Aggie. Aggie pride. Aggie pride. There's just so many things. Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, I, I, I don't necessarily compare myself to anybody else because my journey is not anyone else's journey. So what I do with mine can't compare to what somebody else is doing to theirs. Um, That's true. People get the accolades or the, um, what's the word visibility that they get because that's what they chose to do. Mm -hmm. If I happen to be in a situation where I become visible to other people or to a large number of people or people see me or see my act or see something. And I I start on that path to being a, a widely viewed mainstream, whatever comedic act. Mm-hmm. then I feel like I can maybe start to compare. But even still, that comparison is not... You, you. Why compare two people when two people can still be great? There's room for everyone. Um, I don't have to be better. I can be good or just as good as someone else. Um, so no, I try not to compare because also then I would be unhappy if I found out that I was not as good. Mm. That's fair. You sound smart. Uh, I am. I am. Yes. I hmm. went to college. Oh, okay. I went to the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, Greensboro, North Carolina. I don't and, know if anybody says all that anymore. Yeah. I'm well, old. when they do, they still do the state part. So that's cool. Because yeah. you know, we're Aggies do now and not Aggie Pride. Yeah, I'm, I'm Aggie Pride forever. But they say Aggie Pride when they want you to donate, mm-hmm. when they call you. They're like, yeah, Aggie Pride, my brother. And I'm like, aren't you a sophomore? And they're like, yeah. Aggies do. Aggies do, huh? Aggies do donate checks. I, I get you. So, but then after I, you know, submit my payment, then they're like, Aggie Pride, Aggie Pride. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. whatever, guy. But shout out to the Aggies. We won the Celebration Bowl again. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to go, but uh, super dope. It was good watching it. And uh, it was always good to see us come out on top. There's even been articles about people in the SWAC being upset. And, you know, they have a good argument, but. Um, they'll figure it out like we did. We winning though, so hopefully we'll still be winning by the time they catch up. Anyways, 
So talk to me about material. How do you come up with the stuff that you talk about? Uh, there's a lot of material that's about your children. Um, <laughs> they, they provide a lot. Man, uh, not to give away so much, but I spent a few days with them this past week, you know, with the whole plague thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Drew for giving me the plague. Yes. Appreciate it. Um, but while I was here getting the plague um, and taking care of children, um, I, I got a lot of material. Uh, when you're around kids, they say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I take notes. Mine say a lot. Your kids say a lot. Um, for, for me, a lot of, there, it just depends on the type of comic that you are, but the type of comic I kind of di- discovered that I am is I, uh, I talk about my life mm-hmm. and people laugh at me, which is sad and funny. It happens. Um, but that's, I, I, I don't write jokes. I'm not like a one-liner comic or anything like that. I, I talk I talk about my life. I talk a lot about dating. I talk a lot about being single at 41. Um, it's cheaper. Facts. Um, unless you're in love with vacation or your nephews, because then they're expensive. That's on you, though. You choosing to do that. When you're married, you're obligated to. Yeah. But, um... So definitely talk about my family, talk about my life, my job. Um, so my material just comes from my life. I write about my life and people either laugh at it or don't. Uh, I laugh at it a lot. So I try to share the parts that make me laugh the most. Hmm. Speaking of don't laugh, have you uh, had the infamous bomb yet? Oh, yeah. Yes. I have. Uh, uh, the, the worst the, the worst bombs are in a crowded room mm-hmm. and nobody laughs. Like I don't, I don't get discouraged when I'm in a room and there's seven people there and nobody laughs mm-hmm. because they clearly came for the drink specials and not to and not to laugh. But in a in a crowded room where people came to laugh mm-hmm. and then they don't, that's kind of disheartening. Yeah. Um. Or like a venue that's hard, like if you're in a bar and there's other stuff going on and you're trying to talk over the people. Um, one of one of uh, the guys that I work with, he did a, a set in a, it was like a showcase. Mm-hmm. So there were like vendors and popcorn and apple, what is it called? Um, hard cider. Oh, and yeah. like White Claw and White stuff. Claw. White Claw. And vendors and, you know, Shea Soap and paparazzi. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was weird because all the vendor stuff was still going on and he was trying to tell jokes. And literally he was like, man, this was a weird room. But it was. So it's hard in, in situations like that. But yeah, I, I for sure have bombed. Um, some of it's my delivery. Mm-hmm. And some of it's my material. So does that is that disheartening since you're talking about your life and like the things you're living and people don't laugh or they don't like it? Does that mean people don't like you? Never thought of it that way. Damn, it's deep. I'm just asking. Uh no, it's it's one of the things that I've I've learned uh, so far is that you can't get upset when you don't get laughs that's when you take your material you rework it uh whether it be the way that you deliver it or the way that you write it 
Um, because if it's good material, it can work. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a bad joke, you suck. I've been trying to tell this one joke for years, and it just doesn't go. And no matter how I've done it, it just it won't work. And so I, it's one of those where I said, Ashley, you got to give that joke up. And uh, so I have. Oh, I was about to say, you still working on it? No, I'm good. I'm going to let it go. Uh, There's no point. Mm-hmm. I can't make it work. It's only funny to me. Gotcha. Somebody just got to let them go. Gotcha. So also, I've seen your sets before, and I've seen some people do good or bad. And it seems like people rely on things for crutches or movements or anything. And one thing that I've noticed that you don't do is use very many bad words or profane language. Is that on purpose or is that just kind of how it rolls? I I don't think I did that intentionally. Mm -hmm. I think it's just that's not how I want to present myself. Uh, A lot of people will use profanity and there's nothing wrong with that. I just, when I think about getting on the stage and how I want people to see me, that's not how I want to be seen. Um, I think about, uh, I remember the first time I performed, (laughs) uh, Denise showed Jackson the set. And I was thinking when he said, you know, he was what, five or six? Mm -hmm. And he said, Aunt Ashley, you're the funniest, funniest aunt I know. He doesn't know very many aunts. Um, um, you know what? You're right. Oh. But still, he's the funniest guy he knows. And, um, but it made me think about, man, if I can share my comedy with my family, my little family, then that's, that's important to me. Um, and so it doesn't, even though I might cuss you out in the car or whatever, or listen, I cuss in traffic. I can't, I can't lie. Mm. Cuss in traffic. Mm. Um. Well, you know, Dad listens to the podcast, so he's gonna hear this. So you're in trouble now. Mm. You're grounded. Mm. I'm an adult, but I just I don't want. That's just not how I want to represent myself. It doesn't. I'm not saying that it's bad for people to do that. It's just not. That's just not who I am. So I've actually tried it out a couple times. Ooh. And I didn't like how it felt. It felt weird. Did you feel like you were getting grounded? Uh, I, I immediately, actually, after I did it, I actually put myself in timeout for 30 minutes. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough world when you ground yourself. But... No, see, yeah. I just didn't feel good. No cussing. Now, I said, I'll get in my face. I'll cuss you out. But I'm just not going to get up on the stage and, and do all of that. So... You've got uh, two shows before the end of the year? Yeah. So my second show, I am performing with Matt White and Friends. And um, we're going to be in New Bern, North Carolina. That's another city yes. in North Carolina. New Bern, North Carolina at City Stage at 8 p.m. on Saturday, the 28th of December, 2019, mm-hmm. A.D., in the year of our Lord. And then in 2020, you got Netflix uh, or... Yeah, Netflix is 2020. Or is that Fire Stick? Uh, no, we're going to be on Netflix. Okay. Uh, we're going to be on Netflix. It's going to be more towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So get excited. Get okay. excited for that. But in the beginning of the year, um, January 3rd, Friday, January 3rd, I'll be performing with Patchwork Improv at um, Moonlight Stage Company on Paddock Street in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple opportunities to visit. 
Um, it's always a good, we always have a good time. Hmm. Um, now, do you like the improv better or do you like, you know, your five, 10, whatever minute sets? Depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Most days I like improv. I like playing off of what's happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's tough to write. Right. And when I can't write, then my stand-up suffers, for lack of a better word. That's fair. Um, but I like improv. I like improv because I get to be silly. It's acceptable to be silly in improv. Mm-hmm. And that is such a such a flip-flop of what my regular life is. You know, I got to be a square from nine to five. And right. improv, just get to let it all hang loose. I mean, I, I still have to wear a bra, but everything else hangs loose. So would that make you like a hexagon at night, then, if you're a square during the day? Yes. Uh, trapezoid. Or dodecahedron? Dodecahedron. Yes. There you go. Yes. So having said all that and seeing where you're going and seeing that you're kind of in this um, always reps, but getting hungrier for more situation. When did you like officially be okay with calling yourself a comedian (laughs) or saying I do comedy at the beginning of this podcast? Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) How's it it going? How do you feel? Uh, I'm feeling good. Do you regret it? Not at all. All right. No. Uh, It probably took me a year before I admitted that I was a stand-up comic. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't say admitted, but it just felt so weird to say that. Um, Because at that time, I probably had done just done a couple shows. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I was just... I wasn't a stand-up comic. Um, now that I do things, uh, people have requested my presence at events, which is really cool. Oh, that's good. I know. Uh, so that kind of makes me feel like, hey, oh, I guess I am a, a thing. Mm-hmm. I am this thing. Um, and then also, um, when I created a an Instagram page for comedy. What's that? Ashley P. Comedy oh, at okay. Instagram.net. Uh, okay. Is that how it works? Maybe. Let's find out. What is technology? Also, um, and I, I partly did that because uh, as I'm exposed to more people, I want to be able to share my, my craft and what I'm doing. But my personal Instagram is, it's got you know, kids on there and stuff like that. And I don't want Everybody don't need to see my family. That's fair. Oh, but Ashley P. Comedy. Instagram. You can also see us at United Nations of Comedy on Instagram. Those are also just also both two both uh, uh, two, two both two both okay. Also two both places. All right. You can find me. So maybe um, until you get super comfortable with being a stand up, maybe you can call yourself like a stand around stand around comedian. Maybe because yeah. you're not like sit down. So maybe it's like in the middle and. While you figure it out, you can just be like standing around. Stand, a walling comedian. Walling comedian. Walling comedian. Walling. Yeah, just leaning on the wall. I, I got it. Yeah. Maybe like wallflower of wallflower comedy. Wallflower of comedy, yes. Wallflower of funny. I don't know. We can we can, we can, work, work we can shop. Right. We can riff. Yeah. We can riff it around. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? Did uh, I riff it? You're close. Did I riff it? You, uh, we'll work on it. 
Riftastic. Riftastic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like talking to you anymore. Did you have anybody you wanted to shout out that you didn't shout out yet? You know, yeah, actually I do. Um, first, giving honor to God. Yes. The pastor, saints, and friends. Yes. We thank you for joining us here on this most auspicious occasion. Yes. No, um, definitely want to shout out my my comedy crew, mm-hmm. uh, my patchwork crew. Do they listen to the podcast? You know, they might. Because if they don't, then how are they going to hear the shout Well, I'm going to tell them that I shouted them out and then they'll listen to the podcast. Are they just going to listen to this episode? Are they going to like catch up or... I will threaten or, them. Or if, start following from here and subscribing and stuff? You know, that's something I can suggest. Maybe you should, before they go on stage, see if like, check their phone and see if they got the new yeah, episode. Yeah. I don't know. You can, you can riff that as well. Go ahead. Shout your friends out. I can riff that as well. Sure. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, definitely want to shout out my Patrick crew. United Nations of Comedy. We're about to bring it this Friday. Matt White and Friends. We're going to bring it this Saturday. We're taking a year. We're going out with a bang on the years. Thank you for, you know, everyone who's giving me the opportunity to perform and to work on my craft. Thank you for, you know, all my supporters, I have some very, very supportive coworkers and former coworkers who always show up for me. And I just really appreciated my my crew in Raleigh who always showed up for me. Uh, so I'm, I'm very appreciative of people, of my friends who are supportive. You've run up and down the road a couple times yourself just to, to see me. And I'm there for the drink specials. He's there for the drink specials. Appreciate, appreciate you for that. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm just appreciative for anybody who's ever, you know, said, Ashley, you're funny or supported me or suggested me for a, um, you know, like an event or, or, or a mic or a show. So I'm just appreciative for people who, who support and, and understand that uh, it's not necessarily perfection just yet, but it's a, a process. I'm growing. I'm enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to opportunities that will come from, from it and the connections that I'll make and the people that I'll know. And it's just kind of an awesome thing. Which sound effect do you say you like? Uh, Baymax. Oh, I'll, I'll, oh put, no. I'll, I'll put a couple Baymaxes in here. And, and, oh, no. <laughs> Does that cool? Well, I'm not that good was, at that it. That was horrible. Uh. <laughs> that sounded like Spice Adams. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Baymax and Kawhi, probably my favorite too. All right, I'll throw, oh, no. I'll throw a couple of those in there. That was actually pretty good. Thank you. Maybe I, I'll i just use yours. I was like, where did I park? park, park, park. You know, um, I usually just skip past that part. I just do a little 15 second skip. But also, like, I listen to all my stuff in 2X, so it sounds a lot quicker. Sometimes, like, when I'm editing, I'm like, man, this is taking forever. How long is this? And then I look, it's only like 10 minutes, and I'm like, oh, I'm sleepy. I'm going to have to do this tomorrow. But um, I don't know. One, one last thing. Well, maybe a couple more things. So, also, since I hadn't been watching very many movies except for Home Alone, which seems to be the only thing on in this house um also i hadn't heard any holiday music but i was running some errands the other day and like i heard this entire playlist of holiday songs and i was like man this thing is jamming so like if you take a year off and then you listen to it like some of that stuff is actually pretty good i might keep that in mind 
Well, I listen to Christmas music throughout the year, so that's... You've got problems. Jesus loves me. Potentially. But um, (laughs) while I'm thinking about Home Alone, the more I watch it, the more things I see like that are just just very, very inaccurate. Like, I remember as kids, we would watch it and the big thing would be like how many times they actually should be dead. Like, yeah. Oh, they got hit yes. with like a paint can. And then once I learned like physics and became a nerd and an engineer, I'm like the velocity and just the angles at which they were throwing those fully loaded paint cans. Like, yeah, they're dead. If not, they got like CTE and getting hit by bricks and like electrocuting themselves and all that. But then you just start to pick it apart and you just realize how much of a jerk Kevin was Man. and like how emotionally, uh, unstable unstable and like despondent was and like um like how 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 would you say i hope my family was disappear and mean that yeah and then like uncle frank was like really bad he's awful and just there's so many things that were just terrible with it and like who's the brother and like what really did they do because their house was crazy and then the brother had two houses and one in paris and then like they're just traveling 15 deep and then the biggest sister the one who counts she gets no part of the blame because she's the one who like was a jerk when she did the count and ended with a partridge in a pear tree but like she's the one that counted and then she tried to act like she was good at counting but she messed up she did and so there's a whole bunch of blame that can be passed. But then in Home Alone Part 2, it's solely on Kevin 1 because he learned better and he came in spicy. But then he stopped to change batteries. Like, yeah, that's on him. That is seriously on him. And then once he got to New York, he could have easily talked to somebody at the gate or somebody been like, yo, I got on the wrong flight. Right. Just hold me here till, you know, you guys can work it out and my family can come get me or put me, you know, just charge my dad's credit card and send me to where we're supposed to be. But instead he's like, no, nah, I'll just go take over New York. Yeah. So like home alone two was completely on him. And the fact that they literally did the same movie over and over means that it was strictly a money grab. And that like led to Macaulay Culkin becoming, you know, the Macaulay Culkin that, you know, we he's see now, like, I don't know, but I say all that to say, um, I don't know why I said it, it was just on my heart. But um, I'm kind of glad that this holiday season is wrapping up because uh, Home Alone is on a lot. And now that we have Disney Plus, it's going to be on even more. But um, I, I'll miss all the songs. I'll miss the music. But like, I miss the food, but I need to because this is not doing well for my diet. And I just need to get back to like regular, smegular, regular meals and um, get back to work. The best part about work is like you get a routine. Yeah. And so you can like follow that routine thanks for coming on merry christmas i don't know whatever thanks uh merry christmas to you too thank you for having me and um, i really enjoy spending my holidays with you oh well isn't that special (laughs) we'll see because we have some babysitting dates coming up so hopefully you will not be touring on comedy shows then Get book me early. My calendar feels well. If early. if you're clean, we can bring them though, right? Uh, no, because like alcohol. Uh, but Jace only likes milk, and Jackson likes lemonade. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like they just don't order it. They should be good. Yeah, I guess you could you could bring them. Yeah. All right, that's cool. We'll riff that. We'll riff. Uh, we'll we'll riff that. Sure. All right. Thank you. So thank you again to my sister, Ashley, for jumping on with me and 
talking to me about her process, um, I think the biggest thing to take away from it was just uh, getting out there and trying stuff out. I mean, she's been living life long enough to know what works and what doesn't work and wasn't afraid to get out there and just figure some things out. And um, like the word of the day was riff, just riff and figure what sticks and what doesn't and adjust from there. And I think that's a lesson that we can all use in our everyday life. Um, so often we feel so worried about having the right thing. And I know I did a whole episode on having plans and putting the right things together, but uh, I think the best laid plans are uh, ones that leave a little room for uh, interpretation, leave room to adjust, leave room to uh, kind of have some wiggle room. And like we said today, uh, keep your plans with a little bit of fluidity so that you can riff around and um, make some tremendous things happen. How many of our favorite plays in sports have been strictly scripted? They followed the game plan specifically. They made the right turn. They hit the X's and the O's and everything worked perfect. Yes, it happens. I mean, but a lot of the times there's a variable that gets thrown in. And because of their practice, because uh, they have always been in the lab, always been working, always been uh, trying new things. They had conditioned their body to be able to adjust on the fly. And when they started trying things out during the game, they were able to make an adjustment that turned it into that great play. So whether you are a sports figure or whether you're a project manager or whether you're starting off a new career or a side hustle that may turn into a main hustle, or maybe you're just having fun with a hobby, uh, leave some room to riff around and see what can come up. And you might just find your next great big moment. Life comes at you fast. No, you're not even on here anymore. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. I'll be back soon to go over some more of the good, bad, and ugly. And I hope you'll join me again. Because once I get done riffing around, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to remember where did I park, 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 park.